You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show where we all have WAPs. Wonderful, awesome personalities. <laughs> I'm Cody P. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! I thought I'd get in there with it. Spoken! (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have that mask. You know, it's been a long time since I watched that movie. It's a good movie! It showed up on our Netflix suggestions the other day, and I saw a still of one of like the jaw drop special effects, and I was like, "Ew!" Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'll bet that doesn't hold up great. It, it does not hold up great, but it's it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in so long. It's better than the sequels. Oh God, <laughs> we don't speak of those. Oh, we don't talk about Jamie Kennedy and Son of the Mask, right? Ah. Uh, Although the cartoon was good. Oh, yeah. I I liked the cartoon. Was that Rob Paulson doing the voice of Jim Carrey? Honestly, probably. 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 Sounds like it would be good casting. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at the time, he was doing voices in, like, everything. He still does does voices in everything. I know. Who did Ace Ventura in the Ace Ventura cartoon? Probably Rob Paulson. (laughs) You know, there is a way to look this up, but I refuse to do so. We'll just let this one... Remain a mystery. We'll let this one rock. That's fine. <laughs> well, I can go ahead and talk about my couple of checkums for the second week in a row. Jordan Taylor and I have done our bad movie roulette off of the Mill Creek 50 pack of <laughs> sci-fi films. And we got a couple of winners. Ish. <laughs> you need to build a, a wheel of the worst. Like a- We've been playing a modified version of Wheel of the Worst. <laughs> After we watch, we watch three and then we decide which one's the best and which one would we destroy. <laughs> So we've been kind of doing that. And it, this all kind of spun out of us watching a lot of Wheel of the Worst and um, Half in the Bag from Red Letter Media. Because I know those guys, sometimes it can be a bit much. But they're funny. They're funny, guys. Anyway, so the couple of movies we watched this time around, we watched one called Invasion from Mars. I think it was called Invasion from Mars or Invasion from generic. Space. Yeah, well, it was a dubbed Japanese Superman ripoff where a man named Starman, a wonderfully generic character with an antenna on his head who disguises himself in a business suit and fedora. Not the also, Starman from Mega Man. Not the Starman from Mega Man. Sounds like the mask. He's kind of like the mask. Yes. No, that's a zoot suit. <laughs> well, it was big enough. It could have been a zoot suit. But he disguises himself as an earthling wearing a, uh, a suit and hat like Clark Kent. But he calls himself... Starman in his secret persona. And he does a lot of boot blacking. He likes it very much. <laughs> no, that joke is for exactly three people yeah. listening. But uh, you no, know, it's um the movie was taken off of a series of films done in Japan and this one was based off of one where uh, lizard men from beyond the space to like planet Slithis or something like <laughs> Beyond that. Beyond what space? Yes. All that space. <laughs> All that space. They came to Earth to cause mayhem? <laughs> it's the American way. You take something Japan made and you cut it up and you spit it out and call it your own. And make it worse, <laughs> but also make it better. <laughs> it was it was everything you kind of would expect from a 1950s pseudo. It, it was early... Tokusatsu. It was like one of the first like dudes in suits fighting doing, things. Doing random stuff. Yeah, like he didn't grow giant and it wasn't like a monster suit or anything. But the lizard people, the frog people, they had pretty elaborate costumes, at least the ones that were in always found themselves in the front foreground of shots. <laughs> it was very much the uh, Army of Darkness way of, of filming crowd scenes of of monsters where you put the really good makeup effects in the front and then you put the puppets in the back, the puppets and the guys in like black leotards with like a little bit of face paint in the back. So you don't notice it. <laughs> and it was interesting. The entire, like in real life, the, uh, all of the villains, they were an acrobat troop. So you at least had 
the frogmen doing these backflips and side flips and stuff just like hopping actual, around. just hopping around doing actually pretty cool stuff and it makes me think of upright citizens was the sh- like the shanghai suicide squad or something <laughs> <laughs> there's some group of acrobats i forget what they're called i don't know huh yeah it was it was an interesting movie it was all right uh the other one um the one that I really liked, that was the one that Jordan really, really dug. But the one I really liked was called The Manster. This sounds familiar. Yeah. So it is another black and white 50s or 60s film about an American reporter in Japan who befriends a scientist. The scientist injects him with a serum and then keeps him purposely like drunk and like supplied him the guy with women to keep him in the country. And then the guy grew a second head and became a monster. <laughs> but he's not a monster. He's a manster. Completely different. Yeah. Completely different. He's and half man, half man, half monster. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't man the real monster? That's, True. That's actually kind of the plot of the movie. <laughs> that someone who is much smarter than I could look at that movie and go... Oh, this is like an allegory for alcoholism and losing oneself in a foreign country and immersing yourself in the a wrong way in uh, in a foreign country in the in the in the wrong way. But I don't think that's what they were going for when they were filming the movie. I think they were just going, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if this American dude turned into a two-headed monster man?" And then in the final scene, has a scene where the man the human man and the monster man literally split in half and become a human man and a full full-blown monster <laughs> it was super awesome on scene like they ripped a dummy in half nice. with like a head on either side <laughs> and it was done just quick enough that it looked not believable but just neat enough <laughs> and then they all melted into orange goo well, uh <laughs> Wait, did they? Well, no. I mean, they ended up in a volcano. Oh, orange goo. Orange goo. Well, I mean, that happened in in Evangelion. Yeah, too. that they is kind of a volcano. All in a volcano point. at one point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the one angel that was like in an egg or something. Yeah, they, in the had, to go, they had to go down and get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good episode. <laughs> it's one of the few standalone episodes, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, there none of them are were standalone episodes, but that was the closest. Yeah. To it, right? I've actually that, kind of wanted to go back and, and rewatch it. Watch lately. The, the Netflix dub. It's, it's a fine. little it's fine and it's a little different than what you've already seen. I heard they changed the sub on Netflix for that one episode. You know the one the one near the end. Oh with Ka, uh, I would like I don't know how to pr- pronounce that guy's Kauru? name. Kauru. Yeah. Think. Yeah, they changed it. They oh. changed it back to the way it kind of needed to be. That's good. Yeah. Apparently what had happened was they Netflix was given two versions of the dub script and the person who wrote the dub script was like, hey, this first version, that's not good. Let me give you this second, this revised one. And they used the first one by accident. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> whoops. yeah, yeah, that's I remember we talked about it on the show a while yeah, back. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. kind of a big news thing. It turns out it was a legitimate accident. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was the third movie we we watched? I can't. It was not very memorable. I <laughs> clearly I can tell you that it it was a bad movie. I tell you what, it it wasn't it wasn't Battle Beyond the Sun because we turned that one off. It was <laughs> because that was a that was a Russian sci-fi movie that was dubbed into English, and every scene of USSR. And Sputnik was scrubbed from the film and reshot with with inferior props, and I mean inferior compared to 1960s Russian film props. Wow, it was it was very bad. Wait, you mean like when Saban first made Power Rangers and they tried to copy the Japanese suits for some of the scenes and they're just really bad? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, some of those were the legitimate costumes but they were like three or four years down the road so they had sat in a warehouse mm. and some of the suits they just were moth-eaten or the foam went bad the foam yeah the foam fell apart because those things they were they made rot. to be exploded at the end of filming each week <laughs> i just remember how bad the the pig man monster the, the pig man was really bad i remember they had to redo goldar's face halfway through season two because the face off of the original Goldar costume like melted off 
just from age and and paint rot and stuff. Oh man, it yeah. makes me makes me think of that screen used Ninja Turtles costume that just looked like a Ninja Turtle oh, zombie. God. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, this Russian film, Battle Beyond the Sun, it yeah. was very bad. It was, I don't even. I can't even tell you what the main plot of it is. We didn't get that far Ugh. into it. It was a lot of, hey, in the in the near future, the Earth has split all of the continents into upper whatever and lower whatever. It's just two continents, and they both want to get to Mars. <laughs> North and Berlin and South Berlin. Kind of. Yeah, that's kind of it, actually. And one of them, I don't even know if it was North or South, but they crash land on a forbidden planet beyond Mars because they screwed up. And then the other one is like, we want to go and help them. But they, but their nation is like, nah. <laughs> and then we turned it off because it was just bad. It was bad. It was bad. You know, it's pretty bad if you crash land on an unknown planet past Mars when Jupiter and Saturn are right there. Well, yeah. Yeah. And Jupiter is huge. <laughs> yeah, that's where the uh, the Abraxas family from uh, Jupiter Ascending live. It's a great movie. Jupiter Ascending is a great movie. I've, I've never actually seen it. You need to. to. They had to actually avoid landing on Jupiter for fear that they would become more stupider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Uh, we're children. Uh, that was a good joke. Solid joke. <laughs> anyway, you mentioned fighting frogs earlier. I did. I've got some some uh, check it outs involving fighting fight frogs. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, the new Battletoads game came out technically today, but weirdly enough, I was playing through the arcade Battletoads <laughs> in the Rare Replay collection because I'd never finished it all the way through, and the notification popped up just said Battletoads is ready. Like the new one. Huh. <laughs> so uh, I finished up my arcade Battletoads and I started the new Battletoads. Nice. You know, several hours before I thought I was going to be able to. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a pretty good beat-em-up. Uh, it's, it's animated really smooth and nice. And uh, like the cutscenes are just full-on like cartoons. Oh, cool. And I, th- I think it's legitimately pretty funny. The, the reviews have been uh, hit or miss, and they're saying that a lot of the jokes are that it tries too hard and that it's ham-fisted, but, like, I don't know. They're Battletoads. That's kind of the point of Battletoads, yeah. right? They they always felt like they were trying too hard. They're Ninja Turtle ripoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of all of the Ninja Turtle ripoffs, I think Battletoads was the most successful. Probably, yeah. Them and... Biker mice from Mars. Street sharks. Uh, street mean, sharks is terrible, though. I know, <laughs> but I have a soft spot for it in my heart. I don't know why. Battletoads at least had like this weird, like heavy metal magazine like setting. It, it had and, something like, else going for it. Yeah, but I think the new game's pretty good. I mean, it feels a little repetitive at times, but what beat 'em up doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not as good as the new Streets of Rage is, but. Again, that's, that's Streets of Rage, and Streets this is Battletoads. Right? Like, <laughs> I think it's good enough. <laughs> you were getting pretty mad at the was it Turbo Bikes? Yeah, the Turbo Bikes. They well, it's like the Turbo Tunnel, but now it's from behind view, and all the stuff's flying at you, and uh, it's hard. But <laughs> like, I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, and they give you if you die enough times consecutively. They let you turn on like a temporary invincibility to get past whatever you're stuck at, which I like. That's fair. That's cool. That's cool. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to see more of this cool cartoon you've got going on. Because <laughs> they, they do a whole bit where it's like they were stuck in a simulation for 26 years or however long it was since the last Battletoads game. And uh, they have to like reassimilate to modern life and get like real jobs. So there's there's a whole level that's like just little vignettes of them doing like regular jobs while also being like, you know, radical frogmen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I I like it, but I guess I'm I'm easily pleased when it comes to like I didn't expect a whole lot. It's Battletoads. Yeah. I just expected like a cheesy good time and that's exactly what it is. Not, <laughs> not expecting emotionally demanding experience yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not it's not the last of toads 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd say the game has more going on than I expected it to. You could you can air juggle dudes. You could swap toads on command. And, oh, nice. To do combos. There's like overly complicated tongue related mechanics. <laughs> cool. You gotta hold the left trigger and press a button to use the tongue to eat. Another one to use the tongue to stun, and another button to to spit out gum that uh, that makes like sticks them to one spot. Mm. And you can also use it to shoot it at targets in the background. Like, there's wow, a, that is needlessly complicated. Yeah. So it's it's got more depth than I I was just expecting. Just like the bare minimum walk and punch, like the original game is. Right. So, I mean, they really tried. <laughs> and it's on Game Pass if you got that, so you're not really out a whole lot. Four ninety nine a month or whatever. Yeah. Plus, no, that's know, awesome. All the other games you get. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. Cool. The fight frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually uh, what the the Battletoads themed uh, Sea of Thieves ship set's called. It's called the it's called the Fighting Frogs. <laughs> and it has like a figurehead with the three head with the three frog heads on it. Nice. Yeah, and then the sails are just like the Battletoads symbol. <laughs> the biggest joke of all is that it doesn't get a physical release, so GameStop will never carry it. <laughs> <sighs> they'll find a way. Yeah. Maybe they'll have like one of those cards. Probably. Scratch the coat off on. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> uh, you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, still watching through Old Sailor Moon. Nice. We're now what, we're what na- season. We're now into Super. You're into Super. Okay. Yep. Which one is that? Uh, this is where Uranus and Neptune pop up. Okay. So we haven't even gotten that far, have we? we? I don't know. Is this Dark Moon Circus? The no. Rubius and well, I'm past that. Okay. I'm past, past the Dark Moon Clan. Okay. That's that's where we were. Is this the uh, the Tree Children? No, that's before the. Darkmoon Clan. Oh, the okay. Tree Children are my favorite. That's my favorite. Oh arc. yeah. I don't know why. I just like the snotty kids. Alan and Anne. Yeah. The alien kids. Yeah. <laughs> alien on. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, we are. Uh, it's with the scientists and the devil eggs or whatever. Oh, Doctor. I don't. They, they just call him the Professor so far. We haven't really ran into what who he really is. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, so we get the two new Sailor Scouts. Uh, oh, Uranus those, and Neptune. Those good friend cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the good friend cousins. And it's really funny because there's a bunch of episodes where the various Sailor Scouts find themselves attracted to Uranus because they sometimes forget that she's a woman because she dresses <laughs> like a guy all the time. And she's always riding around on motorcycles and racing and stuff. Being a cool speed racer. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. I like the fact that like the animation's just come up and gotten better as the as the show's gone on. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we're to the point now where Sailor Moon has this heart moon rod power thing that she does, and it's, like, the most, like, stupid acrobatic attack move ever, <laughs> where she spins like she's on ice skates, even though she's not having ice skates, and then does this dumb pose. Is that... That's the part that you have a problem with? <laughs> not, um, the, no. not the magical transformations and the, and the monsters that are uh, sexified lady versions of... Inanimate objects. Yeah, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one was yeah. The one was literally just a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah. It was stupid. There was a sexy volleyball at one point. I think we just watched that. Yeah, episode. yeah. I listened to a podcast that uh, <laughs> uh, talks about that um, Sailor Moon stuff, and they they re- they reference the Outer Senshi as X Force to the uh, inner senshi's x-men because x-force is willing to kill people <laughs> they don't really care uh it's so weird but i'm i've been having fun with it because we're like into like the grounds of like sailor moon that i've kind of like i'm less familiar with mm. so it's kind of new to me mm-hmm. i always thought sailor moon has a very good uh visual style that no other anime is quite like it's very much its own thing it's that really long Characters, yeah, they have big long legs. Didn't didn't Clamp make Sailor Moon? No, no, no. What am I, what am I thinking? But of? Clamp does do really long. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. They kind of style. mock that style, but yeah, it yeah. was a um, long, long man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those Japanese commercials are stupid. I love those. <laughs> that stupid candy. <laughs> it makes me want to eat it. It looks some kind of weird taffy thing. Yeah, it's very long. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But yeah, I've been watching that. I watched the first episode of the Siege of Cybertron or Battle of Cybertron Siege on Netflix. <laughs> Battle Siege of Cyberfight. Basically, it's it sounds uh, like a <laughs> that sounds like an an iOS game that you would see an ad for before watching a YouTube video. Yeah. Battle Siege of Cyberplace. I mean, there is a there is a, a transform- play it today. This video is brought to you by Battle Siege of Cyberspace Place. I play it all the time on those, the toilet. <laughs> those those fake overly hyped yeah. uh, YouTube gamers. Oh my gosh, you guys! I can't believe I'm opening some packs for Cyberplace. <laughs> <laughs> Today's nerd overload is brought to you by by Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Sa- Shadow Legends. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> uh, oh. I love that that orc lady design they have in all their ads. There, she's so cool looking. <laughs> I mean, she definitely has kind of like that Warcraftian orc look to yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. But I would never play Raid Shadow Legends. Not in a million, <laughs> million years. <laughs> Get a free champion today. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, so it's uh, Netflix's uh, new CGI Transformer show. Mm. And it's set on Cybertron before they go to Earth and all so that. So no trucks. No, I mean, they're still trucks. They're just future-looking trucks. They're slightly different from human truck. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it looks like it's made by the same people who did those... Um, those Beast Wars. Tr- no, not Beast Wars. Damn. Better than Beast Wars. Looks better than Beast Wars. Oh. Well, that wouldn't take much. That was like 30 years... Well, not 30 years ago, but like 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. I was making a joke about how bad Beast Wars <laughs> looks by today's standards. Oh, yeah, but I, I still, it still has a soft spot in my heart. Hey, Optimus Primal is pretty great. He is great. And he uh, and what I was gonna bring up is there was a machinima when back when machinima was a thing, the the channel, not the arts or not the not the filmmaking style, mm. um, where they had this uh, transformer series that was kind of based on the comics at the time, where it's like after everything, like Rodimus is the leader and all this stuff and whatnot. But I can't uh, believe they actually named a character Rodimus Prime. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, hot rod. Here, take take the Matrix. You're now Rodimus Prime. At least when Optimus became Prime, <laughs> do I have to be? <laughs> his name completely changed because he was he was uh, oh, oh God, what was his original name on Cybertron? It started with an O, but it wasn't Optimus. Yeah, it was uh, Octopus. No, <laughs> no, that's the Quintessence. <laughs> oh God, yes, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Uh, they <sighs> Junkatrons. That was also a thing. Yes, God, it was. Man, Transformers so weird. Oh yeah. But anyway, it's it's the CGI. It's it takes place on Cybertron before Earth during the war, the the initial war for Cybertron and all that stuff. The Decepticons have basically taken over just about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, who would have seen that coming? Their name are the Decepticons. <laughs> are the Decepticons? <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. Oh my god, I can't believe they're villains. <laughs> That's my favorite joke out of the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. <laughs> when when John Cena is like, they're called Decepticons. <laughs> it's like that is the most like, <laughs> like conscious joke. Yeah. Darth Icky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this villain named Badman betrayed me. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> But it, it seems all right. Like I said, I'm only an episode in, and it's, they're only like 20 minutes long. Oh, cool. Uh, but it seems I'll, I'll probably keep watching it because you know I'll consume just about anything Transformers. Honestly, <laughs> mm. I'm John Michael Bad Guy, and I'm here to help you out in your time of need. <laughs> you can could, trust me. He couldn't possibly become a villain later. <laughs> Hi, I'm a Hideo Kojima character, not Bad Man. You can trust me. <laughs> Are you from Snake's Revenge? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, hey, I have one more check them. It's yeah. a very quick one. Uh, I've been listening to a new podcast. This is actually kind of cool. So I like listening to people talk about various old TV shows and Saved by the Bell seems to be a cultural touchstone for a lot of people. Eh. Kind of. It was kind of our age. There is a new show called Zack to the Future where the guy who did those videos, those Zach Morris's trash videos for you, for the YouTubes, watches every episode of Saved by the Bell with Mark Paul Gosseler, who has <laughs> never watched an episode of Saved by the Bell. So because he he is a method actor who hates 
going back and uh, watching his himself in act. all of his previous works because he gets overly critical of everything he does. So they are forcing him to watch every episode for the first time in 30 years. Forcing him. He's tied to a chair, yeah. eyes pulled open. It's like, yeah, it's like clockwork orange. <laughs> At some point, it actually sounds kind of like it. Yeah. And it's kind of fascinating. So they go through the plot of the episode, which is pretty standard for those style of shows. But it's interesting to hear the backstory of certain scenes and certain the feeling of the characters of the actors on set. So so kind of like kind of like watching it with like a director's commentary. Kind of like a director's commentary, but they're not running along with Mm. it's it's like a side like supplemental Mm. instead of a full blown commentary. And they've done some interviews uh, with some uh, writers for the show. They've interviewed, um, what's her name from Showgirls? I never really watched it. It's not, it's not Tiffany Amber Thiessen. It's the other one. It's not Lark. Um, what's her name? It's um, Screech. <laughs> no, they, they mentioned Screech a couple of times, but I, I doubt very seriously they're going to talk to Dustin Diamond on this podcast. Oh, I hope not. He's kind of a trash man. Yeah, nobody needs to talk to him. Oh, it's Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They've talked to Elizabeth Berkeley. They've talked to, I said her name just a few minutes. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. (laughs) But it's it's really fascinating, and they're only three or four episodes in. Okay. So, yeah. So are they going, like, episode by episode? They're going episode by episode. They're doing everything except for the um, Welcome Miss Bliss episodes, uh, because, fun fact, Saved by the Bell is a spinoff of a failed season of a show called Welcome Miss Bliss, where the the focus was a teacher Hmm. and Zach Morris and Screech and a couple of the other characters were students in her junior high class. They end up looping back around much like that Star Trek episode, the menagerie where they, they did the failed pilot as a two parter for and looped back around. They eventually tied those episodes back in as like flashback episodes at like season five or six. Okay. But they're not going through and doing but those are like truncated episodes. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's really kind of interesting. It's worth checking out. I don't know. I think it's just kind of neat. Like I said, it's it's always weird for me because like I never really. Simpson. I just think they're neat. I just think they're neat. I just <laughs> I never really got into Say by the Bell. I don't know why I never did. I just never really did. Too busy watching Power Rangers, <laughs> which is kind of the same thing. I mean, yeah. I didn't like live action television. Ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I. I watched a lot of cartoons. Like I didn't realize. I well, still pretty much just watch cartoons. Well, same here. But I didn't realize Saved by the Bell was initially a Saturday morning show that would come on half like right after cartoons mm-hmm. that bridged the gap between cartoon Saved by the Bell then shows for the parents. Yeah, I remember hmm. changing the channel when it came on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cartoons real quick, Craig of the Creek is really good, you guys. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like that show. It's Cute. really, it's funny and it's like warm-hearted and good and very ska. Oh, nice! <laughs> well, you just you just got my attention. It's it's when I had cable, like I I legitimately sat there and really enjoyed watching Craig of the Creek. Um, I like the little girl who wants to be a knight that has a bird familiar yeah, or whatever. Kelsey, yeah, yeah. she's got a, a budgie that rides on her head. <laughs> it's it's it legitimately it's a fun show. And it's like, it definitely feels like it's it's more making references to like older generation kids, like kind of us where we actually did play outside a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't want to sound like an old man, even though I am an old man, but I don't know. It's this, you know, when you lived in close proximity to other children and you had like, you know, these little groups. Oh yeah, sure. I remember and having that, that when I was That's basically the whole thing of Craig of the Creek is these little groups that, that kind of hang out in this wooded area whatever and now you hang out in the wooded Fortnite area yeah <laughs> i don't i love his his family is very funny oh it is it is his brother and his yeah he's got like this very like neat freak stuck up brother hmm. and like a little a wild little sister that's funny his dad's terry cruz isn't he i believe his dad is voiced by terry cruz and he's funny oh that's awesome it's a i was surprised how much i liked it because it does kind of seem like a, the, it's a little kids show mm-hmm. based on the you know it's based on kids playing in the woods yeah yeah uh, but it is it's there's stuff there that adults would enjoy especially adults of our age 
<laughs> I mean, there's a whole episode that's a play on like Pokemon and and or Magic the Gathering. Oh nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, the, card, nice. the card game episode. I yeah. remember that one. That's awesome. And there, there's older kids that also play in the woods, but they're like three D and D nerds. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind of like arrested development guy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Who have a very Evangelion inspired poster in their little hangout. I forget oh. what it said. It's like sad boy something. It's it's like the <laughs> the instrumentality project Red Ocean. Oh like. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into some news. That was Light Up the Night by the Proto-Men. It's a great song. A great band. I like them a lot. Oh, yeah. They're one of my faves. So uh, let's go ahead and get into some of the news. 
hot off the press. So yeah, let's start with some Mega Man news because we played something that is Mega Man adjacent for the song. So Cody, why don't you take it away? Uh, Capcom and 20th Century Fox have announced that they're going to put together a live action Mega Man movie, apparently, according oh. to Polygon. Um, it's going to be written by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, who did Catfish and Nerve. I don't know what any what? of that is. I don't either. And they've since been joined by writer Matson Tomlin, who wrote the new Netflix movie Project Power, which I don't know what that is either. Project Power. Oh, I know what that is. That is Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a world where underground drug dealers will sell you a drug that gives you superpowers for five minutes. And it's unique to your own personal physiology. So you don't know if what you're getting is a good one or a useless one or one that'll just straight up kill you. And um, that sounds like fun. And it is like a cop and a CIA agent trying to take these people down. And the cop is like, oh, yeah, by the way, when I take this drug, I get super strength for five minutes. So I just, yeah, I'll just take a handful of them. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx is I supposedly have a big secret. And I have a feeling his secret is he has them without taking the drug and he just won't use it till the end of the movie. So he just so he just has superpowers. Yeah, that's that's kind of what my guess is. I haven't watched it yet. The trailer is, looked pretty good. His secret is that he's Vanya. Y- yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of it. it. The trailer looked interesting. But uh, they're doing a Mega Man movie, and they say they want it to be primal and emotional and character focused. Boy, that is a lot of words. Hey, Doctor Light, what does that mean? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> means they have no idea what Mega Man is about. No, they don't. They don't. It's about a little robot boy who shoots other robot boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he shoots uh, little yellow balls at Snake Man and Fire Man. Yes. He, he, he tackles Guts Man and steals his super strength. Yeah. Dr. Light, what do you think Mega Man should do in a movie? You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. <laughs> That cartoon was so bad. Oh, it was. Well, that's not the cartoon. That's from the game. That's from Mega Man 8. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Animated cutscenes from Mega Man 8. Yeah. Uh, The stankiest cutscenes you could imagine. Oh, yeah. They're rough. They're real bad. But uh, Mega Man is a really lighthearted, like, Astro Boy riff in video game form. He was originally supposed to be Astro Boy, right? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. From... I remember reading it somewhere. I don't know the validity of the story, but it was originally supposed to be a licensed Astro Boy game. And uh, for whatever reason, Capcom either lost the license or were working on the game in hopes of getting the license. And when they decided at the last minute, well, it looks like we're not going to get Astro Boy. They slapped a, they reworked the sprite and the, they just put a helmet on Astro Boy. <laughs> and that's pretty much and it. painted him blue. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know the validity and yet, of this. And yet but. in Japan, he's called Rockman. Yeah. Well, yeah. the reason why he's blue is because there's more shades of blue in the NES palette than there is any other color. Yeah. Oh, yep. that makes sense. And his name was Rockman because of music. Because Proto Man's name was Blues. And Roll's name was is Roll. Is Roll, <laughs> because either, rock and either Roll. Way, either way, your name is Roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why Bass's name is Bass, because uh... Bass in Trouble... Because yeah. all of his stuff was uh, music. music themed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The more you know. But uh, it's, it's very primal and emotional. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be bad. Why yeah. couldn't they just get the Sonic people to work on it? I think that's the only reason this got greenlit. More They're than likely. Like, we want one of them Sonics. Uh, what do we got? We can get uh, Mega Man. That's a video game. Get him in there. He's also blue. What if we got a bad box art Mega Man movie? <laughs> so for there the folks who don't know, the original Mega Man box art. All of them. All of them. Yeah, they have. They were like it, these hand for for the U.S. It for gets better for North America. Three. Yeah, Mega Man Three. But the first couple uh, Mega Man bo- boxes, they had this overly detailed, painted, like very heroic looking cover of a of an adult man with a blaster gun shooting robots. And it is very much not Mega Man, who is no. a little robot boy. With a gun for an arm. He yeah. Doesn't have a, he doesn't hold a pistol. Right. And the joke <laughs> and the joke of after a while was bad box art Mega Man is a kind of an overweight, <laughs> dumpy, 
man with a blaster gun cosplayer, basically, <laughs> who showed up in Street Fighter versus Tekken. Yeah, after Capcom had already treated the fa- uh, franchise very poorly mm-hmm. and canceled like more than one Mega Man game, then they're like, oh, well, the fans will like this. Dumpy Mega Man. Here's here's Bad Box Art Mega <laughs> yeah. Man. Wasn't there supposed to be a Mega Man game that featured uh, Mega Man, Mega Man X, and Bad Box Art Mega Man? Yeah, it was a uh, Mega Man universe, and it looked a lot like a Mario Maker. Yeah, like ahead of Mario Maker. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But they canceled it. Yeah, <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, and then it took them a hundred years to release Mega Man Eleven. That was pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Light, why can't we have good things? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's definitely room for a good Mega Man movie. I think it could definitely be done. Yeah, I agree. There's enough going on with the franchise. It could be a cute animated movie for the kids. Oh, sure. Yeah, like a... Like a minion. <laughs> no, no, not like that. But you could get a good you like, could do it. CG animated it, it movie. It can be out done. You know, there were some halfway decent ideas in the Mega Man cartoon, the most recent one, not the Ruby Spears one. The yeah, the weird like CG one that was like I don't know. I don't yeah, think, I don't think I watched that one. It was like the Sonic Boom of yeah, Mega Man. It really oh, okay. was. Yeah, it was it was taking it was a variation on the theme. I think it was on Cartoon Network and they just buried it cuz they it, did because they knew it wasn't great, yeah. but I think the last Mega Man cartoon I remember watching was the one based on um oh was it EXE or whatever? Oh, or Me- Star Force? No, no, like Mega Man in a computer. Oh, yeah, Mega Man EXE, Rockman EXE or mm-hmm. a Battle Network is what it's called. Yeah, Battle Network, yeah. I just remember the the Ruby Spears one. With that, with that awesome rock and theme song. The latest one, I think, was aimed at like little kids. Yeah, it kind of was. I think was the issue, which little kids don't know who he is. Well, even still, it doesn't have to have anything for anyone. It doesn't. No, it can be a little kid show. It can fine. be a thing for kids. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Listen, we have, uh, what's his name? The, the Kickstarter man. Oh, uh, Koji Igarashi? No, no, that's the good one. That's the Castlevania man. What's it? the What's the name of the character? Oh, uh, Beck. Beck. Yeah, we have Beck from uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, oh, that was bad. That was a no. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. Man, I remember I played this one uh, Mega Man game. It might have been a Legends game, honestly, but it was on the GameCube. Then it was like it a. It wasn't a Legends game. Okay. Was it like an RPG? <laughs> yeah. Command mission. Command mission. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. We're like where you're running and Mega Man has like a electronic red cape. Yeah. And Axel's in it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. It's a Mega Man X game. Oh, okay. I remember really liking that game. <laughs> I always like, oh, I always like Mega Man X. I always thought that'd be, that'd probably be a good universe to do a movie in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, favorite uh, robot master. Oh, oh, putting you on the oh, spot. Oh, geez. Skull man. You like Skull Man? Okay. I have no clue. Just say Splash Woman. <laughs> She's the only girl. What's the one where he could tell who he was by his butt? Guts Man. Guts, Guts Man. Cut Man. Cut Man. What? In the Ruby Spears cartoon, there's a clip where like they're in a disguise, and the butt of the disguise gets ripped, and you see uh, Cuts Man's butt, and for some reason, Mega Man knows that it's Cuts Cut Man. Yeah, from, I think it is Guts Man. It might have been Guts Man, <laughs> just from seeing his butt. Yeah, <laughs> I know those buns anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> to answer my own question, I've always been a fan of Spark Mandrill mm. from uh, X. Mm. Although he goes down like a chump if you have the ice, the ice <laughs> weapon, because you can he you can beat him without taking a hit. Metal, Metal Man is a good one because his move rules. It, it kills almost everybody in Mega Man 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Junk Man? Or how about Tomahawk? Tom- Centaur Man. Yeah. Oh, I always like Ma- uh, Magnet Man. Magnet Man's a good one. Because I like the, the magnet effect in the level. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Boy, we're really going, like, <laughs> we're really narrow casting. Heck, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I think my favorite robot master is Plague Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Woodman. <laughs> Woodman's a good one. Yeah. Uh, he has a good theme song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Storm Eagle. I played a lot of Mega Man X. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I've ever played Mega Man. Really? 
I'm thinking about it. I don't know if you'd like it or not. It's kind, mean, The old ones are kind of hard. It's, yeah. yeah, it has a, has a very steep uh, learning curve. Yeah. But it's also just a 2D platform where it's not like you, you can bang your head against it long enough and get somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, speaking of things for the kids that may or may not be being made, uh, there was news about the Netflix live action series Avatar what? The Last Airbender. <sighs> this one makes me sad. Yeah, so they were working on a live-action series adaptation of the original Airbender. Which, with the original creators. With the original creators. However, they are no longer with the project. Nope. Uh, due to creative differences, right? Yep, yep, they had creative differences with Netflix. And they're like, they're like, look, we ran into an issue, thought real hard about it, and it's not an easy decision, but we need to step away. And I'm like... Oh no! Well, Netflix said the rumor is Netflix said we want it sexier and violenter. They want they wanted to yeah. age up all of the characters to teens and basically turn it into Riverdale, 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 exactly but Avatar. <sighs> yeah, if they wanted to do that, they could just skip over it and just do Korra. Yeah, or they could do any other Avatar, previous or future Avatar. Ooh. If they if they want a, a violent. Get Kyoshi. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, if they want a violent, dangerous, sexy avatar, get Kyoshi and the Kyoshi Warriors. I mean, she she Kyoshi, would murder everyone. Kyoshi that was loves her, murder. That was her way of dealing with things. I, mean, I need to read those books. I need to read the Kyoshi books. Yeah. I have, I have no frame of re- reference for this franchise. <laughs> I've always felt like Netflix has desperately wanted their own game of thrones yes and i wonder if they thought well maybe we can do this up like a game of thrones game of thronesify i mean i I mean Mm -hmm. i can kind of see it because there is a lot of like geopolitical stuff in the last airbender series but it's no that's why what I think they wanted to do with Zelda when they were yeah, around the same, Zelda right. Same thing, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones, did you hear Grimm has locked himself in a cabin and is forcing himself to finish the next book? <laughs> he has one uh, one assistant that he describes. He doesn't use the term manservant, but it's a manservant <laughs> that goes and gets him his food. Otherwise, he has locked himself in a cabin and will not leave until he... Man finishes his book write the book dude it's your job yeah right <laughs> he's been he's been writing he's been writing this book for a really really long well, time you know what he's following through on his own promise he said if i haven't started if i haven't finished the book by this point throw me in jail until i finish this book <laughs> i mean i get and I, that date has come and gone i mean i understand that not everybody can be stephen king and somehow write novels in his sleep somehow wink wink cocaine <laughs> 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 not anymore not that is i just want to say that is not hearsay that is not slander oh yeah he'll it is you. it is very yeah oh yeah he is very public about his he doesn't remember writing the tommy no he really doesn't yeah. if you read his book on writing he talks about it a lot and also that's a fantastic book about writing i forget what book he wrote but it is a thinly veiled him it's like a writer who has an alternate personality that is the lead of his own book is it the dark half yes and that is a thinly veiled allegory for his uh, drug use because he would be like two different people while he was writing and when he's not writing is that is that the reason he got in that really bad car accident no no he got hit by a van he got hit by a van no the drug the drug use came after that and Uh it was probably at least partially spurred because of that it probably started as a painkiller thing that escalated mm, but mm. hey he was able to bang out so many books <laughs> oh he did he did like you when you think of like american like novelist he's like he's there yeah between yeah. that and his son well yeah well he, there was a panel that uh, stephen king was doing a panel or a q a or something and george R. R. martin was there and he asked him how do you write when you know you can't and stephen king told him you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, yeah you just do it. You just power through. <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's all you do. I mean, sometimes I don't want to go to work in the morning either, but you know, you, you do I it. do it. <laughs> Same. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Well, hey, let's get to a little bit of this Nintendo news. Now there was a Nintendo Indie World Direct 
once again a direct but not the kind that people wanted right so no no marios here but post was, no marios but it was still pretty pretty good there were some interesting things on here so we're going to run down the list real quick and see just kind of hit some of the highlights so um hades is getting a, which is a roguelike game that's been out for a little while yeah, it's by the people who did uh transistor mm-hmm. oh and bastion and bastion yeah yeah i've heard nothing but good things i've heard really I mean, good those things are both really game. good games yeah. yeah but it's it's finally getting a switch port and that's really cool which it hasn't been ported anywhere else it's just Epic Game Store on PC and now Switch. So. Yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of these are, are ports. A lot yeah. of these are... Um, PC uh, hot Steam games that are coming to, to the Switch. Kind of. More or less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Raji, an ancient epic. It's like an Indian mythology uh, hack and slasher. Mm-hmm. I've actually bought this one, but I've only played it for about 20 minutes. Yeah, now this, is, this one is actually done by uh, a Hindi... Uh, game dev yeah. studio, right? Yeah, I thought it seemed like a really interesting concept. Yeah. You don't see a lot of this particular mythology mind for video games. Or anything, really. Or, yeah, or anything, really. Yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very much like a Hindu and Balinese kind of uh, world and everything. And that's really cool. You don't see that very often outside of like a Prince of Persia game. Yeah. And even then... It's not really. Yeah. This is more of like an actual like take on that sort of thing. That's that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. It's you can actually get it ten percent off right now for like twenty bucks. Yeah, that's and awesome. It seems like it's pretty good. I, I mean, I'll let you know once I get more time with it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that one. <laughs> Next up, we have Spirit Fairer or Spirit Farer. Fair. Fair. Fairer. Yeah, I have a hard time saying that word. I think. I think they've showed this one before. I remember seeing this one before because I remember it being the game that I would go, oh, if I play that, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Okay. That's what stopped me from playing it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're basically um, a little a little boy or a little girl that uh, um, owns a boat that ferries animal people's spirit from Earth or their planet to the afterlife. And... So you make a lot of friends and then they go away forever. Yeah. And <laughs> it's supposed to be a big heartfelt kind of thing. They keep like both trailers for this showed like the main character, like hugging a, like lovingly hugging a giant lion man as it turns to ghost and float away. And it's like, Oh man, this is a game that is going to make people cry. <laughs> yeah, It's like, so it's supposed to be like a chill, like management sim, I guess. And you build your little, your spirit fair boat. As yeah. You go. I don't know. It's, you can play it on Game Pass too, mm-hmm. and I haven't done it because I know it's just going to make me sad. And I'm not yeah, I, <laughs> it, it looks fun and cute, and I have no interest in playing it. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately for them, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to play it. I just got to be in the right place, and I'm not in the right place. Yep, yep. So, uh, Josh, tell me about the Untitled Goose Game update. So they're issuing local multiplayer. For her Untitled Goose game. That's awesome. So you and one other person can play as two geese. Menacing a town. Yeah. They <laughs> yes. Sh- they should have called it Untitled Geese Game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or Untitled Goose Game 2, The Honkening. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be a sequel, but yeah. it, it's just a patch for the existing game that lets you play two-player. Yeah, yeah. and lets you, that's lets awesome. you have a, a second goose to do the puzzles and whatnot with, mm-hmm. or just to just be... A general jerk. Yeah, I bet they add some new some new stuff down the line of of both geese. I bet. Like I know at one point, like one goose can hop in a box, and the other goose can drag that box around. (laughs) I I can see where having two geese in one level trying to do a puzzle would almost be more of a hindrance than a help because some of those sneaking levels, that sneaking level where you're in that guy's backyard. That's the first level, but yeah. No, I'm talking about later oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Where the, you have to sneak around and try to, you know, honk ste- certain things at certain places. Yeah, and, and like, steal his shoes. Steal his shoes, yeah. yeah. I could see how having two geese there would be more of a problem. Yes and no, but the one would. goose could distract the guy while the other go- yeah. goose does, you know, the Does the, the stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's I still true. have not played this game. <laughs> It's very fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's should. it's pretty chill. I like the art. And it's you're, pretty short. Yeah, oh yeah. And you're menacing a little British Hamlet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> a short hike. It's just a, a fun little uh, indie game where you're a little bird that goes on a hike, I guess. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and it's very chill and, and fun, but I haven't played it. 
Yeah. I think I own it on PC. I think I got it in some huge bundle. There was like some some humongous for Black Lives Matter bundle. Oh yeah, that one from I, uh, itch.io. Yeah, I Is think it, in it there? was in okay. there. Okay. Oh wow. So I so I guess I have this game too. I, I just haven't installed it because there's so many games there's in that bundle. There's like a thousand, right? <laughs> yeah. There's was a lot. Torchlight three. I've yeah. not heard, I've not heard good things about Torchlight. Torchlight is a series of very Diablo esque looter yeah. RPGs. Yeah, like the first two are fantastic, and then that whole studio or team or whatever basically went under, and then they forced this one out with a whole different group, and it's really crappy of them to do that. Yeah. Mm. Plus, it's published by Perfect World, and you the know people who make questionable MMOs. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi. This is a game that I, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, this sounds like a co- a game that it, Cody would be super into." But yeah, I thought that too when I saw it on Apple Arcade, uh, and I did not like it. <laughs> I mean, it's a little management game where you're trying to make an RPG for your younger brother and make it, you know, not too hard, but not so easy. He gets bored kind of management strategy thing mm-hmm. I, I just didn't enjoy it i don't know a good i don't have a good reason why huh maybe because i spend a lot of my time uh trying to actually make doing R- that yeah making an rpg that's not too hard and not too easy <laughs> but you have to believe in yourself yeah. <laughs> finger guns pew pew yeah. I, i've been like kind of forcing myself to do at least two screens Mm-hmm. of the game a day so no yeah your output's been been really really good lately yeah i've, I've, been, I've been following been really... the uh the gifts and stuff that you've been putting up it's awesome yeah i've been posting a lot of gifts on my twitter uh, yeah at ct pinnock <laughs> <laughs> uh hypnospace outlaw i have played this game i have it on pc i actually kickstarted hypnospace outlaw <laughs> it is like this weird kind of detective game where you surf around like this fake 90s internet Mm-hmm. to try and find you're like an enforcer of the of the rules for the for the internet basically mm-hmm. and you go around and you try to find people that are you know violating the terms of service for the internet and shut them down so, yeah yeah it looks kind of interesting yeah and it just is very much like surfing the internet in the 90s yeah <laughs> like all these weird animated gifs and like mm-hmm badly designed web pages and that's pretty much the whole game and it's actually it's pretty fun yeah like how deep these websites go and find the people that are breaking the rules Mm -hmm. card shark this actually looks really cool it's set in it's set in france in like the 1700s or 1800s where you are an actual card shark trying to con people out of their money by playing cards all the while not getting caught because getting caught means you get shot because yeah. it's 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 a wild time. Yeah. It's, it's Renaissance France. It's a game about cheating at cards. Yeah, and you're doing actual things and quick time events to cheat at cards. <laughs> and it's really it, it looks kind of cool. It's and a, it's developed by a French uh, developer as well, and that's really cool. I mean, the art style is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool idea for a game. Mm-hmm. Like cheating as a game mechanic is pretty a pretty good idea, I think. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Manifold Garden. We got to start rolling through these kind of quick. Yeah. This one was on Apple Arcade too, but I have not played it. It's like a kind of a portal esque, like three D. Looks kind of trippy. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a very geometric look to it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Anti Chamber at first, which is basically the same concept. Yeah. Uh, Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero. Oh man, Subnautica. That was uh, uh, one of those hot games on steam there for a while like if you have a fear of of the ocean or being underwater don't play subnautica it looks like um what's that space game that everybody was mad about and or um no man's sky no man's sky but underwater yeah you're just constantly going underwater forever well you're yeah. like building you're on, a, a, on you're, a planet that's all you're, water you're building up your little underwater science house yeah underwater they should have just called it underwater science house that's a good name too yeah <laughs> uh garden story you're basically a little ca- cute cartoon guy that is gardening and fishing and stuff so yeah it's stardew valley but stardew you're valley grape. but you're a grape yeah <laughs> sounds good to me yep. yeah yeah i thought when i saw it i'm like samantha will like this one <laughs> <laughs> his name is concord yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Evergate. I don't remember this one. I don't either. Let's keep moving. <laughs> bear and breakfast. Uh, you run a bed and breakfast, and also you're a bear. Yeah, it's a cool. It's it that's looks funny. Cute. Yeah, it looks it, cute. It's kind of a funny twist on. Uh, yeah, kind of. It looks like a management kind of yeah. sim. That sort well, of thing. While we were watching the trailer, I, I went, "You're a bear." Is it called Bear and Breakfast? <laughs> yeah, and it was and called Bear Breakfast. <laughs> and the art style is really cute as well. Yeah. I like it a lot. Okay, that's really kind of it. There were a couple other ones, but we're kind of, again we're kind of running short on time, and I want to get to one last topic before we get out of here. But yeah, overall thoughts on the uh, indie direct and good stuff. I mean, these are they look like good indie games. They look solid. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that's been a constant thing with the Switch, and it makes me happy, is their pushing of of indie titles that have been previously pretty much only on pc mm, and yeah. it gives other people who may not have a pc or even care about pc the ability to play these you know these really great indie titles from small developers or be able to ca- play them on the go yes mm-hmm. yes which is another bonus All uh, right. i've i've not played uh subnautica on pc but from what i hear those switch screens look real stanky oh mm. really so I don't know, maybe maybe be careful with that one okay fair <laughs> yeah, fair enough that game has a lot of resource manage or a lot of resource for your machine and i yeah. don't think the switch is up to par for that that's fair all right last thing i want to talk about just very quick there's an update to the epic game store Fortnite versus <laughs> apple debacle debacle um apple has come back uh has retaliated against the lawsuit from epic games by saying that if they don't reverse if they don't they've delisted the game so no one new can download the game but they didn't uh go so far as to delete the game off of anyone who previously had downloaded it but right now if you go if you have Fortnite on your apple device and you go to their store page it still has that sale that is breaking the terms of service and Fortnite and Apple has said, hey, Epic Games, if you don't fix this, if you don't fix this one screen for the people that already have this downloaded, don't correct this within the next week or two. We're going to revoke your developer's license and uh, blacklist anything that uses the Unreal Engine 4, which is a game dev um, toolkit. Tool, tool and here's the thing. A lot, a lot, a lot of apps are run through Unreal yeah. Engine. So this is a huge, this would be a huge crippling blow to Epic. And Epic retaliated by filing for an injunction on Apple saying, hey, y- y'all can't do that. Please don't. That, that doesn't just hurt Epic. That hurts everybody who uses Unreal Engine, which is a lot of people. That is the definition of Apple cu- cutting off its nose to spite its face. Yeah. I don't think there is a good guy in this fight. If I had to pick a side, it would be Epic only because what they have to gain from this outside of a whole lot of money and their own monopoly on their own Epic game store on iOS devices would be a net gain for smaller developers. But neither side is in the right on this. It's it's, bad. It's a big money squabble and we're all stuck in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, with 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 Unreal, like, so many, like, big developers, little developers, almost so many people use this. This is this is widely used as like, um, what's that other Unity? Tool? Unity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's a big deal. Oh even, yeah, like there for a long time, almost every game was used with Unreal. Even sure. Nintendo is used Unreal. Yeah. Uh, the Yoshi's Crafted World runs on Unreal Engine. Not that that not that it will affect that because it's not on an Apple device, but but if it were on an Apple device, it would affect it. Like yeah. a lot of small one man, you know. Yeah, because anybody can make a game with uh, Unreal Engine. There's there's entry level like they'll let you do it for free. Yeah. Until you like sell so many copies, then you got to pay up. Sure, sure. But still, yeah, like anybody can use it. So yeah, we'll keep following this news topic. I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time we hear about the epic Apple feud. But anyway, we have actually run out of time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. 
you can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. It's uh, 586-372-8020. You can leave us a voicemail on there. Uh, who's your favorite Mega Man? Who's uh, your favorite Mega Man? Just yeah, leave it at that. Who's your favorite Mega Man? Robot Master. <laughs> <laughs> or Mega Man, I guess. I mean, you could say Volnut. You could say Regular. You could say X. Yeah. I don't know. Dr. Light, who's your favorite Mega Man? That's a good question. <laughs> Uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various out podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Go find the power crystals, Mega Man. You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs>